Greetings to all our followers out there. Um, this is JP Uish again from Wolfish Bay, Namibia. And also greetings to our family here in Wolfish Bay, KGM. It's once again an awesome privilege to come and share the word with you and what I believe that the Lord is sharing with me and has laid upon my heart to share with us and whoever would listen to this word. Uh, I have in the past uh, probably three or four weeks done a few sessions and in these messages I shared a few thoughts with you and one of them is uh, on the unanswered corporate prayers and I shared with you reasons why our corporate prayers are not being answered the prayers that we do when we come together or where we attempt to pray together for um, from wherever we find ourselves whether we're at home and we're doing something corporately our prayers are not being answered because we have no agreement and we are not in one accord and our agreement should be uh, in agreement with the will of the father for that given moment in time the prophetic will what god is saying for us as a corporate church at that moment in time and uh, i shared that with you but now i kind of want to move on with that and and just give this message a different focus and today I want to talk to you about oneness the corporate dominion oneness corporate dominion basically it goes about how oneness gives to us a corporate dominion because oneness speaks about us uh, like a many membered body uh, being one there's many members and they are one body and that is the corporate body and oneness speaks of more than one person, one individual. It speaks of many more, where, where there's two, three, four, five, six, however, the, however many there should be. But all those members should be one. And so that is what oneness is. And oneness is not unity, uh, where we come together and aim to do something together. But oneness it has a deeper meaning to it and a deep a deeper joining of the hearts and and our minds and our soul and our passions our desires and and then what we also intend to do so oneness is a is a place that when we're going to look at the scriptures now we'll find that oneness is actually a place of a corporate dominion today in the church we see we see people enjoy dominion or blessing or how they rule in their lives and they and they enjoy certain things that other people don't enjoy but when we are in oneness when the corporate body is one when that family uh, functions as a unit that family will enjoy all of them together a dominion and it speaks to me of a kind of kingship that belongs to the church in my very first um, message that i did on these on these recorded messages I spoke about prophetic impressions that the Lord gave to me and I, one of the things that I said um, in, these, in, these, uh, in this message was that, that there is a, a kingly dimension, a kingly anointing that is awakening in the church and that God wants to awaken and this anointing is going to teach us how to penetrate uh, areas where the church has not been able to penetrate and so 
um, this kingship is not just an individual kingship or an anointing that is individualistic. It is something that is corporate. And so the dominion is a corporate dominion that God wants to give us. And it's not a dominion that is only for one person. Uh, and this is what we have been experiencing for many years now in the body of Christ that there is only certain people that are enjoying blessings because of their obedience and their walk with God. But then we find that then there's the, the majority of the body is not enjoying that blessing, is not enjoying that victory, is not enjoying having the enemy underneath him uh, or subdued beneath him. And so we want a corporate, uh, a corporate breakthrough, a corporate dominion. And this is the desire of our Heavenly Father that the Church of Jesus Christ should come into oneness, the one faith, the, the, the corporate man, the new man, the perfect man. We know that we are, we are one in the Spirit. We know that uh, through Christ we have been made one and that that is true, but practically we are not one. We are divided, we are scattered, we have our own opinions, everybody has his um, mindset over a thing and and obviously the saints in the body of Christ they are also wondering who's got the truth who's who's really got the truth out there one pastor says this another preacher says that um, they are proclaiming this and the other one is proclaiming that who out there actually has the truth and the only way we're going to sort out those problems is if we begin to understand that right now uh, and not only at this moment but now for quite a number of years God has been calling his body his people his leaders his is the saints of of Jesus Christ to become one to journey to this place of becoming one and today I want to share with you and show you how that this oneness is a powerful place it's a place of a corporate dominion there's the expression of the kingdom of God Jesus said the kingdom of God um, is within you you shall not go and say look over there or look over here but the kingdom of God is within you and similarly that the kingdom of God is in with the within the church of Jesus Christ and and so if the church can order itself arrange itself and come into this oneness into this place that the Father wants us to come to. When we come into that oneness, we will see a greater expression of the kingdom of God, where we will enjoy that certain things that we battle with, certain things that we struggle with, will no longer be our battles, will no longer be our struggles, because there will be a corporate dominion, a corporate power that will flow to the body of Christ. And as the book of uh, Psalms chapter 133 says that when uh, brethren dwell together in oneness, it says there the Lord commands his blessing. It, and it says it's like the oil that flows down from the head of Aaron and his beard down to the skirts of his garment. So this anointing, this oneness, this where, where people and brothers and sisters where the body of Christ learn to dwell together in oneness and learn to function as one family, as one body, in that place, 
There is a flow of anointing that comes down from the head all the way down to the skirts of this body. The entire body is covered in the anointing, in the grace of God. Every single saint, every believer is enjoying the same anointing that's flowing from the head. They are touching and they are connected to that same anointing. It means they will experience the same power, the same breakthrough, the same grace the same everything it is just available to everybody and today we 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 cut ourselves short of enjoying certain things because we want to live as an individual we want to live on my faith or how i want to live in my own in in my own home i want to serve the lord at home and not with a family not joined to anybody we we today our challenge is in the, in the church of Jesus Christ is democracy. Everybody wants to have his own opinion, have his own way of thinking about certain things. And we don't want to establish this oneness. And on top of that, in the body of Christ, there's so, many, there, there's so much talk about um, revival and, and this uh, people longing for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Uh, an outpouring that will not only touch one person's life, but will touch a body, a group, uh, a great company of people. We long for such things. But I want to say that such a corporate outpouring, such a corporate infilling of the Holy Spirit is, is only possible if we can come together into a place that that place is called oneness. It's such an amazing place of dominion, such an amazing place where all our needs are being met. And I think we need to, we really need to move out of this individualistic, personal mindset. Um, yes, God has a personal call for you. Yes, God has, has something that he wants to do with your life personally, but it has to fit into the corporate into the corporate will of God, into the corporate purpose, into the eternal purpose that God has for all of us. And if we, if we can understand that, then, then we can stop living in a place where it's, it's me and my and what God wants to do with me. It is not just what God wants to do with you, it's what God wants to do with us. If we can move to that place and, and uh, uh, let me read a scripture so that we can just get some scriptures to back some of the things that I want to say. Uh, I want to read um, Acts chapter 4 from verses 31. From verses 31. It says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. All right? And it says here that this is where the apostles, after that, they were beaten by the chief priests and were told not to preach in the name of Jesus Christ. And they were rejoicing because they were counted worthy to suffer for his name. They, they came back, they left those chief priests, and they came together with the, with the rest of the, the church of Jesus Christ. And they shared the things that happened with them, and together they began to pray. And I, as I explained in the, in the previous messages, that... They had lifted up their voice in one accord because they've established their agreement with the will of God for them corporately. They did not agree with each other. They agreed with the will of God and that synchronized them. That brought them into a oneness so that they could lift up their voice 
with one accord. Now, after they had established that agreement, the Bible says they prayed and they were together. And then all of a sudden the Bible says, and they were all filled. The Bible doesn't say some were filled. The Bible says all of them that were there were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Today we have one guy gets baptized with the Holy Spirit. One guy gets filled with the Holy Spirit. And then you have the rest. They're not filled. We have one guy walking in power and the rest are not walking in power. We have one guy walking in victory. Or we have a few guys walking in victory and the rest are not walking in victory. But there is in this place of agreement where God came and filled every person that was present. Every person enjoyed. We are now talking about, we are now talking about uh, 5,000 plus people uh, from, from, from the Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. A second infilling comes corporately upon the church, this 5,000 plus, and they all were filled with the Holy Spirit again. Right? And they all enjoyed the boldness. And from that place, it is amazing to see what happens now. They begin to enjoy a corporate dominion. And, and this word for me is important because I think as we are going to journey forward in this period of COVID-19 and, and some of the struggles and the challenges that we are going to face, there needs to be a place that we must live from in the spirit that, that, that is able to meet and, and able to meet every need and able to deal with every problem that we will face. So there has to be a corporate, a corporate agreement and a corporate, a corporate infilling of the Holy Spirit. It's as if there is another baptism waiting for us in the Spirit once we have met the requirement of becoming in one accord. And it goes on to say in chapter 4, verses 32, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that the things which he possessed was his own, but they, all had, but they had all things in common. They shared what they had. So from the infilling of the Holy Spirit that they all received, that infilling of the Holy Spirit joined them all together that they were of one heart and of one soul. One heart, one soul, one passion. No, all of a sudden, division is broken. The, the spirit of division amongst the body of Christ, the fractures, the, the schisms and everything, it is all of a sudden, it vanishes. And so they now they have a dominion over that thing. It has been subdued. They are one heart, they have one soul, and they all begin to share what they have the things that they possess, they share with one another. They, they began to give selflessly. Verses 33 says, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Now the Bible says, if you read these verses, you will find how every single person that was there, was enjoying the same thing. The apostles were walking uh, in great power and they were uh, giving witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And the Bible says, and great grace was upon them all. Every person that was filled with the Holy Spirit in that place where they all had gathered together in one accord, in oneness, 
they all had grace. Great grace was upon them all. Now, if you study the Bible, you will find that grace brings dominion. Grace brings power over, over you know, the things that you struggle with. As, as Paul said, you know, he had a thorn in his flesh. He prayed and he asked the Lord three times. He prayed and he said, Lord, what can I do? And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. For in your weakness, my power will come forth. Grace is power. Power to deal with the thorns of your flesh. Power to deal with the things that, that, that subdue you in your life. Power to deal with oppression. Power to deal with these type of things that, that bring us down. And yet it says, great grace was upon them all. And, and, and this is, today we don't see that. Today we see just a few people enjoying some grace or favor and we see that breakthrough. But here is a place where every single person, every single saint can enjoy great grace. The word great is mega in the Greek. That's such a, a powerful place to be in. The next thing is verse 34. It says, neither was there any among them that lacked all of, a, all of a sudden, poverty. There is no poverty in that group. Amongst those 5,000 plus people that were in one accord, they had dominion over poverty. That means they, they, there was nobody that lacked anything. And in a time that we are going into COVID-19, uh, or not going into, we are in it for now. Where we are, we are in it now, probably for three, three, three months plus in a lockdown. And we're having economic challenges and things like that. People are losing their jobs. Uh, businesses are closing. But there is a place in God. It's a corporate place. In that place of oneness, there is no lack. There is no poverty. Why? Because the enemy of poverty, that spirit of poverty, cannot rule in a place of oneness. It cannot have dominion there. It is there where the church corporately subdues that spirit of poverty and nobody lacks amongst them. Each person has his need met in this place. And it says, For as many as were possessors of lands sold uh, houses and sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And so here you will see that laying down, uh, bringing the money or bringing the things down at the apostles' feet, speaking of them, the, the mission that God gave to the leaders and the mission that God gave to the church to fulfill all of a sudden gains momentum. The money is not put into their hands, it's put into their feet. It symbolizes that, that there'll be momentum given to the purposes of God. There is momentum. And when you go into chapter 5, you will find that the Bible says, And great fear came upon them all. There was fear, uh, fear for God. Uh, that is not being afraid, but a reverence, a respect for God. The Bible says, And great signs and wonders were being done, that those who were sick, they were being healed. If you actually read it here, in, 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 in verses, in chapter 5, and, and you read it from verses 16, it says, There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks, and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, listen to this, every one. 
It's amazing. Where, where, where there's oneness, everybody enjoys the blessing that is there. If there is grace, everybody will enjoy grace. If there's power, everybody will enjoy power. If there is provision, everybody will enjoy provision. If there is the power to heal the sick, every person that is sick will be healed. This corporate place, this place of oneness is a place of dominion. It's a place of kingship. It's a place where the church now begins to give a greater expression to the kingdom of God, where all things now begin to be subdued unto them. And, and if we go to the, the, the chapter, let me read this, of Psalm 133. I just want to read it for you. It talks about um, them being in the same place. Psalm 133, and that same place being the place of oneness. And, and here we read it. It says in verse 1, Behold our good and our pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments. As the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. So when, when we can dwell together in oneness, learn how to live together, function together, and when we do that, the Bible says there's anointing that flows and the anointing will not just stay on the head, it will go all the way down to the skirts of the garments. Every single member of that body will be covered in the anointing. And it says here that there in that place of oneness, of dwelling together in oneness, or as some translations will say unity, in that place, there uh, the Lord commands His blessing. Again, we see that oneness... When we learn to dwell together in oneness, it is there that every curse shall be broken. Every curse shall be broken. There the Lord's blessing is commanded. That means the curse shall not survive in that place. The curse shall not survive in the corporate oneness, in the place of oneness, because there's corporate dominion, there's corporate blessing. We will not only have one person or a few people enjoying the blessing, we will have every single person that is part of that oneness, that is locked into that oneness of dwelling together as, as a people, as a family unit. All of those people will enjoy the blessing. All of them will experience breakthroughs. And what it, it goes on to say that the blessing is also life forevermore. And that means that, that death cannot operate there. And when I talk about death, I'm not talking about you physically dying. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, 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 the effects of death, depression, um, I'm talking about uh, suicidal thoughts. I'm talking about anxiety. I'm, so, I'm talking about these type of things that, that, that operate under the spirit of death. In that place of oneness, there's life. And that life will deal with anything that is not of life. Will deal with the things 
that come from the spirit of death. And I want to tell you that this place is a powerful place. It's a place of dominion. This is the place that the Lord wants us to journey to. This is the corporate will of God for the body of Christ at this moment in time. It is not now, but it has been coming for a while. But it, I have to stress it and I have to tell you that we must journey to this place. We can't walk as individuals anymore. We must walk as a corporate people. The Bible says in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2, it says there, it says there that, that um, it says you are a living stones built up. You are a spiritual house. In other words, you are a living stone. That's you individually. But the Bible says that you are being built into a spiritual house. That's corporately. So it is not, it is not just what God is doing with you individually. It's not just what you are enjoying individually. It is what? It is what God, how God wants to build you into the corporate house, into the house, not just the stone. He wants to take the stone, build it into the house and put it there, right there where we, where we live as a corporate people. My, my call to you today uh, as I'm speaking to you is let's journey to oneness because this place is a fortified place. This place of oneness is a powerful place. This place of oneness is where the church will begin to rule over its enemies together. Every single saint will be able to exercise his dominion. Right? As, as it says in the book of Ephesians um, in chapter 1, it says that Christ is made the head of the church and his church uh, is his body. And he has placed all things under his feet. And who has the feet? The body, the church. But when they are at one and they are connected to the head as a corporate body, that whole church will enjoy the dominion that their enemies shall be subdued underneath them. I want to tell you, if we're going to deal with poverty in the church of Jesus Christ, we're going to deal with it in the place called oneness. If we are going to deal with depression, we are going to deal with it in the place called oneness. If we are going to deal with the lack of strength to be able to stand up out, out of your personal issues, it's going to happen in the place called oneness because there is grace for all of us. If we're going to deal with sicknesses and, and, and things that oppress us, and, and demonic things. It is there in the place of oneness that we will have all dominion over these things because there will flow healing and life and the power of Jesus Christ. I want to tell you if we're going to deal with lack, it's going to be in oneness. I want to tell you if we're going to deal with, with, with fractions and, and schisms and divisions in the body of Christ, it's in the place of oneness that it will be destroyed. If we're going to deal with the competition in the body of Christ, it's in the place of oneness it will be destroyed. This is a powerful place. We have not yet been here in this place. And I want to say to you, God is calling us. God is calling us to this place of oneness. I want to say that so clearly, so definitively, so straightforward to you that God is moving away from this individualistic perspective of what it means to be the church of Jesus Christ and how you can just enjoy things individually. 
but he wants us to journey to this place of the corporate, the corporate, the corporate, the corporate, the oneness in the body of Christ. It is a place of dominion. And if you go to Psalm chapter 2, it was says, it says there, the Lord says, I will declare the decree. Um, he says, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten you. I have set my king upon the holy hill of Zion. Ask of me, and I'll give you the heathen for your inheritance and the uttermost parts for you to enjoy. That king upon the holy hill of Zion, though it may have also spoken about Jesus Christ, it is now speaking also corporately about the church that is standing in a kingly function and is having all things subdued unto us. I want to tell you, if you are at home and you're struggling with things, you, if you come and connect to the corporate, you will break through in your personal things. The, the corporate breakthrough and the corporate infilling of the Holy Spirit only happens when we are together in one accord. I leave you with this word and I pray that you will go and discover this, this word for yourself. Search, pray about it. I want to I wanna speak it so clearly to you and tell you that God is calling all of us to journey into a place of oneness. Uh, I will continue on in the next session on what it is to, to be in oneness. And, and, I, and, I, and I end off with that. So God bless you and see you next time. Thank you.